This is CliffCentral.com. Here is Anthea with all your money. That's right. Here she is. Anthea Gardner, good morning. Good morning, guys. By the way, Anthea sent us this uh, this very well-prepared list of things that we're going to talk about this morning on Friday. So Friday, Nohal. Rearing to go. Can you tell I was bored on Friday? I'm so not in the mood for working. All right. So where do we begin? Oh, there's so much to talk about. So on the macro side... Um, the trade and budget balance came out last week, and it's not looking good, I'm afraid. It's all deficit, deficit. We're all in the red. So the trade balance registered a deficit of 13.1 billion rand. Oof. Basically, we imported more than we exported. Not so, good. You yeah, want to be exactly. a country that exports more than you import. That's right, because exports are revenue and imports are costs. Um, so exports declined by 13.1% month on month, while Imports increased by 18.9%. Then on the budget balance, because we've been talking about the budget for weeks now, Mm -hmm. uh, January recorded a deficit of 60.3 billion rand. So the cumulative financial year to date is now 223.4 billion rand. Pretty much on target, though, for the revised budget that we saw a couple of weeks ago. So not the old one where we were hoping... That things wouldn't be this bad. Um, <laughs> so in other words, we lowered our. All we did was lower our expectations. Basically, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. We went up to the buffet and said, "Oh well, we'll have that dry old piece of steak and that <laughs> lamb chop that looks like it's been there for about six weeks, and that'll be a good meal." There you go. But on 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 a positive note, though, producer price inflation eased to four point one percent. So we normally talk about consumer price inflation, which is the one that we feel. But the underlying, obviously, is what the producer sees and passes on to us, or is able to pass on to us. And they generally do move in tandem, um, and that's great because really. If the producer price inflation is easing to 4.1%, it means that CPI won't be as bad. And again, it really is the fuel, transport, equipment. Um, I guess the dovish Fed would have something to do with it. So, you know, people are not looking for a higher interest rate. Um, but mostly, yeah, it's the fact that oils come down and the fuel prices come down so significantly. All right, let's talk about Elon Musk, who's becoming a, a problem for people who are trying to run their businesses and improve their share price. Oh, what is wrong with our boy? He just he He's had another week of weird stuff happening, and yeah, but he was just get <laughs> off of social media. I don't, yeah, you know, there were there were he was using alien <coughs> emojis yeah. and social media is really not for smart people anymore. It used to be, it's not anymore. Get off if you've got serious things to do in the world. Get off of social media. It's interesting. You know, there's, there's, yeah, there's no a part of me. No, she agrees with me. I know she does. I do agree. But there's a part of me when it comes to Elon Musk that says, even though he really is being a pain, and basically what happened last week was that the SEC said, Elon Musk, we came to an agreement where you would not tweet private information. You run a listed company. You cannot be disseminating information that will impact on your share price. Obviously, right? Yeah. Because you, you want a fair market. If you're holding Tesla shares and I'm holding Tesla shares and Elon says something that will make the share price go down and only one of us gets the information, 
and has a chance to sell out, then it's really not fair. Or the other way around, mm-hmm. you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part of me that says that the electric car market wouldn't be as far as it is and that big companies actually wouldn't have gone to the effort if Elon didn't have some impact on it. And part of it is his bullshit kind of look at me, I'm doing great things on social media <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. You, you know, so you've got to take the good with the bad. I, I guess. But there are rules. Rules is rules. Yeah. And you cannot give insider information out and you cannot share information that isn't released in the company uh, results or the prospectus or the, or what the shareholders already know, what potential investors already can access information wise. Otherwise, you're playing with the price. Yeah. And at one stage he goes, Oh, we're going to deliver half a million cars in 2019. And then a few hours later he goes, Oh, sorry, that's only 400,000. That's huge. That's 20% change in revenue yeah. right there. Just don't, he doesn't need to tweet. Rubbish he can like be, that, right? he can be the guy he is. He can lead from the front. He can do all the things that he's doing, revolutionize the whole transport industry, do all of that, but you don't need to be boasting about it. Let other publications pick up on the story, come and interview you, blah, blah, blah. Just go through the normal channels. There is too much danger involved. True. Your, your downside is much bigger than your upside when you're dealing with social media. That is, that's true. Um, and then on individual shares, I mean, it, it's been, it was an interesting week. You, you know, it was quite volatile. We had lots of politics again. Uh, we had the collapse of the denuclearization summit between U.S. and North Korea. We had U.S.-China trade talks. Uh, Brexit still lingering. So Dude, markets Brexit. were all... Bloody Brexit. Bloody Brexit. <laughs> lingering Brexit. Um, still going on. But I see this morning, Asian markets are trading higher because of yesterday or the day... No, it was yesterday when Trump said that he was looking forward to finalizing deals with China and going easy on the tariffs. Great deal maker. I'm the greatest (laughs) deal maker. I do deals. That's what I I wrote a book called The Art of the Deal. It's the best book ever. Best book about deals. What you need is a president who makes deals. There you go. And walks away from the table with Kim Jong un. But some people are saying that that's actually a good move. It shows that he wasn't going to fold and cave to all Kim's demands and. The you know, U.S. is standing its ground, and he's not going to give concessions that he doesn't want to give. I'm no political analyst, and I'm certainly not <laughs> his psychology. Like, I'm not going to try and understand it. All right. I'm well, over, let's I'm leave over it him. Let's leave it. So our all-share index started the year at 51,264. Now it's at... Fifty-six thousand three hundred and thirty-one. So it's a it's a little bounce. Yeah, we've had we've had a decent run of it. I'm ki- I'm kind of surprised because we've had quite a bit of bad news. But I think that's more to do with the commodities. So if you look at Impala Platinum, Anglo American Impala Platinums are like thirty-five percent or something ridiculous this year alone. That's two months. Mm. So yeah, we've had a great run in the commodity sector, which really has offset all the bad news in really the retailers. A little bit of bad news in the banks. Um so yeah. And and you know it's earnings reporting season, so we're all very busy analyzing shares at the moment. I mean I don't I actually there's so many. I'll I'll just touch on the very like kind of big important ones. Oh, and of course, Multi Choice listed last week. Eh? How did that go? Excitement. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, so it started off at fifteen percent higher on Wednesday, which was quite nice and quite a surprise. And then kind of drew back a bit as people realised what was going on. Started with a market cap of forty-two. 
billion rand. Wow. And the CEO really talking about how they're planning to aggressively grow the number of pay TV subscribers in the rest of Africa. So anything outside of South Africa. Um, he says he's just got so much runway. You know, he wants to grow from 14 million to 44 million subscribers by 2022. And, and he's got a point because pay TV is underrepresented and his competition is streaming. But we just in Africa don't have the, um, internet that is required or the fast and cheap internet that is required for streaming services. I, that's what I think. So he may be onto something. And of course, Vinnie Kasser came out as well saying that the company, MultiChoice, had jumped the gun with their JSE listing because they don't have a broadcasting license. The broadcasting license was actually awarded to NASPES. So MultiChoice might actually have a little bit of a problem yeah. if you're wanting to watch this show. Bureaucrats share. injecting themselves into private business again. Yeah. So you is, don't have a license. There isn't a piece of paper that's been signed by six politicians. Can, can they not just issue a license? Eh? Yeah. Can well, they not think. just negotiate issue you would and think. off you go? I mean, what's going to change? It's the same group of people. It's the same business. It's just been taken out and unbundled from the, the, the group. And the private company moves faster than this big institution. Of course. Right? So, when yeah. have you ever not expected that from a bureaucracy? Okay, <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a few of the, uh, the shares. Sassel. Okay, so they reported just six months, so half yearly. Not much new information in the results. Sassel's down 1.7% year to date, so it really has underperformed the RAND oil price, not the dollar oil price, the RAND oil price, which is up about 20.6% year to date. And I think in large part people are worried about um, Sassel's projects being delivered on time. They've got this huge Lake Charles chemical project in the U.S., um, which is – Delayed by, oh, it's like I think 18 months already and it's still not finished. Huge budget overruns. And so I think investors are just having this kind of wait and see approach to see whether they're able to ramp it up. I mean, at spot valuation, we get 524 rand per share, which is still 25% upside from Friday's close of four, whatever, 428 or wherever that was. Um, so there's a lot of upside in the share. Sassel just needs to get this Lake Charles and its other massive projects going so that, because uh, that's the only, I, I think that's what's holding the share price back. ShopRite? Um, they put out a cautionary saying they'd entered into exclusive in principle discussions with Tybalt and its shareholders. Any guesses who Tybalt is? Krista Visa. Visa. Well done. Yeah. So, you know, the structure there is that he has a lot. He has a lot of shares, obviously, but his shares have a heavier weight when it comes to voting rights. So they now want to negate that process. In fact, the JSE have been fighting quite vociferously about companies having unequal voting rights in shares. So each person with one share, basically, they want to have one share. Um, makes it easier for takeovers, like equal voting rights. Mm -hmm. It's very much a protective measure against takeovers or from that, but so that's that's really the big news on um, Shoprite. Then the JSE resulted. The biggest news there was, I think, that they announced a special dividend of 185 cents um, on top of their six rand fifty-five dividend, normal annual dividend to shareholders. So very, very exciting. Good. Yes, we do like cash in hand. Sure. Um, but it's it, it's still been a difficult year for them. I, I, it hasn't been going that well. Total revenue increased by 1% to 2.28 billion rand. 
<laughs> These numbers are huge, right? Very big. Very big. Um, but they managed to hold fairly strict, strict control over operating costs, which meant that the earnings number, not the revenue number, earnings number was up by 8%. So this earnings number is, you know, after tax and depreciation, all that nonsense. And then headline earnings per share, which is what we really care about because that's the way for investors to kind of compare oranges and oranges. Um, was up 6%. So not terrible, okay. not great. We'll take those returns yeah. at this stage. Technology is definitely paying off for them. Right. And then the last thing I have to mention is that Time Bank launched last week. Henry. Yes, T-Y-M-E. T-H. Or is it T-Y? Oh, well, you see, we can't even decide. I have no time for this. T-Y-M-E. Yes. Is that Patrice Matsepe? Yes, that's... African Rainbow Investments, so uh-huh. it's very exciting. And and the funny thing is, time has just come to market. Everyone, well, it hasn't just come to market. Everyone's only noticing it now, but it's actually been going for like ten or twelve years. Oh, <laughs> who knew? <And> exactly right. <laughs> so it's not like overnight. Hmm. Henry was so excited because he watched somebody at the launch go from zero to having a bank card in three minutes and 30 seconds. Hmm. Opening an account in okay. three minutes, 30 seconds, that's including amazing. getting your bank card. So we've hmm. got to keep an eye on them. I would keep an eye on them. Yeah, yeah they Thanks, seem Anthony. definitely looking at um, their marketing. They're trying to appeal to a younger South Africa. Hmm. Yeah, their well, current I, tagline is, it's time for a bank that looks at who you are, not what you have. Hmm. All right, well, let's see. Anthony, of course, only looks at what you have. <laughs> She's only interested in the money. Don't talk shit to her. All right. Thank you very much, Anthea. Very nice. Thanks, guys. This is cliffcentral.com.